Um, Benny, I noticed you're not wearing any belligerent Beebs merchandise. What is no. with that? Because it's a podcast for your ears, not for your eyes, as you said. But JP and I are both wearing Chopham shirts, and it would just be nice if you were wearing Chopham shirts with us. I have mine in my suitcase because I want mine to be really fresh and clean when I wear it at Purdue. So it's going to sit folded in your suitcase for several days and not get wrinkled is what you're telling me. I'm not going to go in there and mess it all up. It's folded right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when do you leave? We leave on Friday. Friday, uh, my flight leaves at six. So I have to like be up at three. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be so tired. That's that's just kind of crazy that for you to land at 1230 Central Time, you have to get up that early. And no, what's crazier oh. is you talking about waking up that early, being exhausted when that was our normal time to go to bed, like less than 10 years ago. <laughs> I know. Less than 10 years. Yeah, you age a lot. Well, I was about to say you age a lot in 10 years, but we really haven't. It's just... <laughs> Hey, did that make my camera look better? Yeah, no, it made it look different. Yeah, not better. I feel like I had a great monologue going, (laughs) then Ben's camera just abruptly switched. Well, you guys have such clear cameras, and mine always looks so blurry. Yeah, dude, this is episode 12. (laughs) Get your fucking life together. We're professional podcasters now. Does it look like I'm missing my eyebrows? That's why I keep on changing my camera. I can't see your eyebrows. (laughs) Neither can I. Because I keep looking in the mirror behind my laptop and I see my eyebrows, but I look in the camera <laughs> and I look like that fucking, who was the player for the Milwaukee Bucks? Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what happened? Oh, uh, I, I believe you that they're there. They're there. I can feel them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... Episode 12 of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, the last podcast episode of the Babays of the hashtag Beaver fam that will be recorded before the 2021 football season. That's right, Beaver Nation. It is Wednesday, September 1st. We're recording this just a few days before Oregon State football takes the field in West Lafayette against the Purdue Boilermakers, two-thirds of your favorite Oregon State podcast will be in attendance, and I am joined by both of my esteemed, beautiful, illustrious co-hosts right now, J.P. Bertram and Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage. What's up, y'all? How are you guys doing? It's the last Wednesday without Beaver football for a while. I'm very excited, but I'm even more excited to be in West Lafayette. Uh, cheering on a beaver victory. You hear, heard it here first. I am calling that, uh, predicting a beaver, beaver victory. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well. Really excited to, uh, to get out there and, and see you and hopefully meet some of our uh, listeners while, um, while we're out there in West Lafayette. For sure. A few listeners have messaged us saying that they've been convinced, not by us, but maybe one or two by us to uh, make the trip out to Indiana to watch the first Beaver football game that uh, will be open to fans since the 2019 season. If you are in the West Lafayette slash Lafayette area this weekend, we will be getting to town on Friday and we will be hitting the great Lafayette Brewing Company very quickly uh, at LAF Brew on Twitter and on Instagram. I believe that is the first stop in our itinerary and we're not scheduling 
formally scheduling a second stop because, you know, we like to play it by ear. But if you're in town, we'd love to see you at Lafayette Brewing on Friday evening. It's going to be a good time. Uh, also joining us from, I believe, maybe it looks like there's some redwoods behind you, JP. Uh, outside in California, JP Bertram, I believe from the road, rocking a belligerent beeves dad cap, rocking a Chopham shirt as I am. Uh, what's up, JP? How are you doing, man? Yeah, what's up? I'm uh, in the Sierra foothills out here in California on the road watching the beeves who will be on the road as well. Will you be in the Sierra foothills for the game on a Saturday evening? I will. Nice. But you're I in, will be here. You're in a location that gets FS1. Uh, I think so. you've got a few days to figure it out there is probably a sports bar somewhere nearby if you need it but it looks beautiful that's like that's the officially the most beautiful backdrop that's been seen on the belligerent beers i know we hitch calls us a podcast for your ears not for your eyes but we see each other on zoom every week (laughs) that is a very very nice backdrop it looks very scenic it's beautiful it's wonderful you could just rely on me to text you updates the game if you'd prefer that too that worked for the first of six stressful ass games in, in the elite eight run. Let's not, <laughs> luck, though. yeah, I don't want to do that for the whole season either. I'm leaving yeah, one game to be honest. Cause if it works, <laughs> then you have to do it for the full season. You don't right. have an option. You're not right. allowed to watch Beaver football at all. JP, you just have to get texts from Benny. And I think he's, I think he'll be an attentive all together fan for the first quarter on Saturday. But <laughs> based on the bar crawl itinerary I'm putting together, I don't think that's gonna gonna last very long. Uh, but yeah, Beaver football's back on Saturday. We got our Chop'em shirts ready. Uh, you guys can buy your Chop'em shirts or other Belligerent Beeves merchandise from the merch store at belligerentbeeves.com. Uh, thank you so far to everyone who's ordered stuff. We've seen way more orders than we thought we were going to at the beginning. And every time we see one come through, you know, that's a big thrill for us. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, I know that the dad hats have been pretty popular so far. They look really good on on you, JP. Can you uh, sell the dad hats for our our dads and possibly golf community who who are listening to this? Well, we are a golf podcast, so that makes sense. We are kind of a dad podcast. podcast. We are also kind of a dad podcast, given... We talked about staining fences a couple episodes ago, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. So we talked about if you're in the golf and getting fitness work done while doing yard work. This is the daddest podcast on the internet. <laughs> so if you're into golf, staining fences, or just in general dads, this is the hat for you. It's a champion hat. It's soft. It's malleable to any sort of head shape, which we know dad's head's tend to grow very very strangely exactly (laughs) so this is the hat for you you'll never leave your head it has not left mine you should cop one tell you what i'm not a dad but you have me wanting the dad hat so bad right now see it's because you like golf and standing fences (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right very good my, my mind went in a different direction but that's because uh i am an asshole uh before we get to anything i know we have drinks in front of us and we're gonna get through those drinks uh the details of such soon but i feel like before we even talk about what beers or what uh adult beverages we have in front of us we have to mention that we are recording this episode on september 1st 2021 the day after the seventh anniversary 
of one JP and Annie Bertram. JP, yeah. your anniversary was yesterday. You guys are on this trip. Even it's so it's so good of you to record with us the day after your anniversary. I, I <laughs> we my wife loves it. Tuesday as, as she loved. She probably does. She's getting her Annie time. Like we know. <laughs> She's probably getting a mess. She's at the spa. She's living her best life, you know, getting, getting her Annie time. Shout out, Annie Bertram. We love you. Uh, but, you know, seven years ago yesterday, you had a pretty incredible wedding. Uh, one that I think the consensus was possibly the best, best man toast ever. I'm not sure who gave <laughs> that toast. Uh, the day before that, at the rehearsal lunch in, I arrived late like the asshole that I am because of another <laughs> another wedding I was at two days before. Uh, and you gifted me the coolest. Actually, I'll bring it out right now. It's right behind me. This. There it is. Oh, yeah hollowed out vikings horn from minnesota vikings super fan sir Gunnar, who not only has never missed a home vikings game he's never missed a vikings game at lambeau field you got a custom hollowed out vikings horn for me to be your best man and right as i arrived gave it to me in like a very sensual emotional friendship moment i was about to cry and then you iced me in front of <laughs> your whole family in front of your wife's whole family. We were past college by a few years. I thought I bros icing bros was done. And then I had to do that entire ice that Smirnoff ice out of a a horn, like a real horn, a real horn in front of multiple grandparents, some of whom (laughs) I hadn't met. It was a first impression <laughs> of me to a lot of people. And it's the greatest <laughs> move I've ever seen a groom uh, pull off. And that whole weekend was seven years ago today. And just Benny and I and all of your friends love the two of you so much. We love your children. Um, Addie Bertram, rest in peace. And now, you know, Lola Jones, we love her as well. But just your whole family. And for you being a part of this, I want to cheers to you, all of our unnamed drinks that we're going to talk about. Cheers to the Bertrams. Benny, I saw that label. You can't hide. You can't hide, brother. Uh, but here's happy, happy seventh Annie to JP and Annie. Cheers, y'all. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 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 JP, please play five seconds of Crank That Soldier Boy because of how much it played at your fucking wedding. All right. Well, uh, let's start with you, uh, Benjamin. Please introduce your Black Butte Porter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to shy away. I really was. I was going to take this seriously. I was going to get a local beer that I could talk about that I'd never had before. But the Pac-12 just announced that their official craft brew brewery is Deschutes. And I uh, wasn't going to turn my back on my mom's favorite beer this week. It's your mom's favorite <laughs> <No>. <laughs> This is this podcast equivalent of all the Simpsons episodes when Millhouse says, My mom says I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) JP and I are changing beers, whatever. And you're like, This is my mom's favorite beer. (laughs) Uh, We probably don't need to mention this, but we should because we're honorable men. Um, You mentioned Deschutes is the official beer of the Pac 12. That's right. Black Reporter is Terry Weehage's favorite beer shout out to mama we hedge shout out to terry's everywhere 
Eyes and wise. Eyes and wise. Eyes and wise. And I and IEs too, the forgotten Terry's. Yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> there She's you go. IE. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. IE example. Uh we mentioned on this podcast a couple of times that Deschutes Brewery was founded by Oregon State graduates. Mm, Benny, was fault. that was that correct? That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Hold on. We the, ran with it though, saying we will make it right. That is that is fact now because we said it. <laughs> this is not a fact checking podcast, as we've said before, <laughs> but occasionally we will check our own facts. Uh, Gary Fish, the founder of Deschutes, went to the University of Utah. There is a Deschutes Street in Corvallis. There also, I also believe Deschutes Brewery partners with Oregon State's brewing program. So I believe master brew, brewmeisters have graduated from Morgan State University and gone out into the world with the tutelage of Deschutes Brewery as part of their education. But the founders of Deschutes Brewery are not beavers. We said that on this pod, <laughs> we ran with it, and we we own our mistakes. I will say this, I've been to the Deschutes Brewery uh, in Bend several times, and the majority of uh, college wear or apparel that I do see there is Oregon State. So that is a fact. Uh, and that's, that's a very, something. that is a very scientific study of a brewery's allegiance. So it is official. I be, I think Chopham is engraved on the main entrance to the Deschutes Brewery. And I, I emailed uh, Gary Fish to apologize, and he said, hey, man, you can't spell Chopham without hope. He listens to the pod. <laughs> so we're good. We're just doing the right thing here by mentioning that we got a little carried away. The McMinimins brothers did go to Oregon State. The, I think, actually, I haven't done the research on that. <laughs> Same Let's with the Wimmer brothers. We won't get into this, but hey, Oregon State's a college that loves beer. We have a beer brewing program. Yeah, and Deschutes is close. And Deschutes, it's close. Yeah, it's close. And it's, close. it's now the official beer of the Pac-12. So yeah. that's something. Which is, that tells me, that, you know, the Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC Alliance was announced one week, and then Deschutes Brewery Deschutes Brewery was announced as the official beer of the Pac-12 shortly thereafter. And I think that's a power move that the alliance, the alliance, you know, is working. It's an alliance much like, you know, Game of Thrones or the office shows I reference constantly, but, you know, with uncrackable, impenetrable alliances, that is what we're building here. We'll be playing Clemson in non-conference in 2032, and Benny and I will be on the road, <laughs> on the way to hang out with Beaver fans in Death Valley. If you have any Clemson, South Carolina breweries recommendations, send them our way. JP, you are outside on an anniversary trip. You look great, handsome as hell in a Chopham shirt, and you have something in front of you. What a wonderful you guys are gonna love this are you enjoying tonight i'm excited we all oh, mac drizzle <laughs> no. yeah. jp play five seconds of every mac dre song now <laughs> <laughs> play five hours of mac dre jp <laughs> what the fuck beer is that this is the mac drizzle silver ale from Altamont Beer Works in Livermore, California. <laughs> I'm buying some now. Did somebody say, "Wow"? Okay, so, so tell. It looks beautiful in that. It's great. That it's just glass. a nice light ale. Yeah, nice light ale. Is it S T U P I D? Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> in in a good way. 
Yeah. It's a G-O-O-D. Um, what, what, what else about, is there any, like, what's, what does the label say on that, on that beer? Oh, it's just Mac Dre wearing an Altamont hat oh my with God. some stunner shades. That is beautiful. Yeah. I think he's on a moped. We need, we'll do this in the off season one time, but we'll have a one episode where it's just the three of us listening to the tale of two Andres, the album that Andre Nicotina and Mac Dre and Mac Dre made together. We might not even, that's some bonus bellage. We might not even do that. That would, that just sounds like an incredible afternoon. You should definitely do that. Mac Drizzle from uh, Altamont Brewing Company. Altamont Beer Works. Altamont Beer Works. Shot making a, not enough breweries have made Mac Dre beers. What the hell? What are you waiting for? They have a couple actually. Honor, they have a couple. Yeah. Honor I, that man for what I see the Mac done. Drizzle gold. Yeah, that's good you can, too. You can get it on GoPuff. GoPuff? Not oh. enough. GoPuff. Tribute beers to Mac Dre. There's not enough tribute beers to the Fizzle Dance. Uh, there's not enough tribute beers to you know the Bay Area rap scene, JP. But I we can work together as society to change that. <laughs> I'll do my part. You, you can ride the two short versus E40 Peloton versus series. We now. can't. I uh, haven't started yet, but I'm gonna start. I I'm did start. my first one this afternoon, and it cranked off with E40. You're already yeah, half. Awesome. You're already like almost halfway to catching me on total cycling rides. We hage. I'm about to get a century and running, so it's fine. But you know, I got I got to get some rides to stop you from catching me within two months or so. Uh, we'll we'll wait till the end of the episode to really really dissect the Peloton activity of the three mid thirties gentlemen who make up the Belligerent Beeves podcast. Uh, my so I was a little bit aggressive. I was I had to uh, partake in a retirement party Zoom before this momentarily. So I have a bit left over of a glass of wine that's in front of me. I also got a super dope enamel mug in the mail this week that has the belligerent beefs logo on it check that well, look at out. you guys with your mugs we hitch has the other kind of mug that mug is dope as fuck too and really when i saw this i said that mug looks great for drinking whiskey out of mm-hmm. so i am drinking whiskey out of this enamel oh shit well <laughs> you just did you just pour that on your keyboard? I didn't pour. Not my, I, did, I poured some of it. I thought there was enough so I could tilt it so you guys could see it. So now we did. Wait, are you drinking Sorry. wine, whiskey, and beer? I'm going to show you. <laughs> Relax. I'm drinking less whiskey now, but it didn't all spill out. <laughs> this is the definition of belligerent. So my, it's right there in the title. So it's. Uh, my beloved Summit Brewing Company, which I've drank multiple times. This is a different one. This is a session IPA called Triumphant because we are going to be triumphant on Saturday and start this football season 1-0. and Oregon State is going to march east against a Power 5 team and win for the first time since I believe 1978, which was where at Minnesota, which is where I live all signs point to us winning Saturday, boys. And that's why I'm drinking a triumphant and two other alcoholic beverages. And I might need to Zamboni some whiskey off of my desktop here in a second. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So, cheer, cheers to football season, you guys. You're being triumphant tonight, Terry. That is quite the I feel, I feel menu tri- you have. I, I feel triumphant. It's... It didn't, it didn't mean, I didn't mean for it to go this way, but 
you know, I had, I had to partake in all the ways that I promised to. And, you know, I'm not ever gonna, you know, shy away from a challenge. And as we just saw moments ago, this challenge got the best of me. <laughs> and I, I poured whiskey directly on, on my desk, but hey, <laughs> time for redemption. <laughs> time for redemption. I, I, I hope that I can redeem myself. And what's funny about the word hope is that you can't spell chop them without hope. And I'm wearing a chop them shirt. So I think uh, I, I have karma on my side here. Okay. Have we mentioned that we're going to Purdue yet? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to. And what's really exciting about this, I think, uh, Benny, I think this email just came to me since I was the one who, uh, <clears throat> since I purchased the tickets, bro, you owe me. <laughs> um, but so the tickets were on my account. Uh, we got an invite from the official uh, Oregon State uh, University Alumni Association letting us know where the pregame party is going to be. So if you're going to be in West Lafayette, Beaver fans, uh, Babay's members of the Beaver fam, the official OSUAA pregame party is at a place called Big Woods Dash Quaff on Brewery. I don't know what that name means, but I know the address is 516 Northwestern Avenue, North Northwestern Avenue, West Lafayette, Indiana, starting at 4.30 p.m. local time. That's Eastern time once you're there. Uh, I know a lot of people think Indiana Central time. It is not. the That name again is Big Woods Quaff on Brewery, 516 Northwestern Avenue, West Lafayette, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Uh, before that, though, Benny and I are getting to town on Friday. Very excited about that. I'll be picking him up at O'Hare Airport early in the afternoon, and we'll be heading straight to West Lafayette, probably stopping at a Portillo's or two along the way, Benny. Mm, Hell yeah, yes. baby. Get that Portillo's, Ooh, that Midwestern yeah, yeah. fast food culture, baby. Give me that Italian beef. Uh, then we're going to check into our Airbnb, uh, get settled, probably shower, <laughs> wash the Italian beef off of us. <laughs> um, and I think we're going to start that uh, evening with our, our friend, uh, friend, good friend of the pod and uh, native Indianan, uh, Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Aaron Balake. He's an Indiana Hoosier, so he's just coming to hate on Purdue and get in fights with Purdue fans. So ho hopefully it's, it totally remains, you know, within good fun and nonviolent. Aaron has kids, so I think it'll be fine. Uh, but we're going to start Friday night. Well, at, we don't. At Lafayette Brewing Company, right in downtown Lafayette. This place had some great recommendations. I've heard great things that it looks super cool. And we'll find the nationally televised college football game of the night is number 10, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. So we'll watch that somewhere. I know uh, there's a, a Northwestern Michigan State Big Ten game as well. So we'll be just be bopping around town, watching football, uh, having beers, hopefully liaising with the locals and uh, meeting some Beaver fans too. So um, catch up with us. We'll be tweeting and Instagramming locations and places will be out throughout the night and then if you listen to last episode and if you haven't listened to last episode go back and listen to last episode we were joined by the great travis miller who shared a lot of great insight on purdue football and purdue sports he's the site manager for purdue's sb nation community and we might be tailgating with travis and some of his people in the h lot right before the game on saturday so feel free to run into us at any of those locations um benny if you have your belligerent beef shirt in time i'm guessing that's what you're going to be wearing i'll probably be wearing a belligerent beef shirt i'll be wearing some amazing orange and white jordan ones 
that those we've been sick. putting on our Ooh, Those are sick. The best pair of shoes I own. If you see someone wearing orange Jordan Jordan ones in in Indiana, it's probably me this weekend. So. <laughs> Don't hesitate to come say hi. I think Benny will have stickers on them. And as as was promised a few episodes ago, we will buy you a beer if we see you in West Lafayette and you mention the podcast. We owe you a beer. We owe you a sticker. We owe you both. Don't be shy. Come up, say hi, and it will be great to see y'all out there. I'm, I'm just so excited to be at an in-person college football game again. Dude, I, I feel the same way. It's going to be... Uh, so weird to be in any stadium filled with what Purdue has what 65,000 seat capacity. It's just going to be weird to be around that many people, but for it to be college football and the Beavers on top of that, it's going to be amazing. I forget what their stadium capacity is, but they're saying they're, ex- they're expecting it to at least be a sellout by the time the game starts. Yeah. It's 57,000. Uh, 57 for real. I thought they had, um, they, uh, had renovation on it and it moved it up to 68. Dude, that's a big stadium. I did not expect Purdue to have that big of a football stadium. I, I mean, it's big 10. I can't imagine other than maybe Rutgers having there being a stadium under 50,000. I'm not sure what Minnesota's is, but I am planning. I'm for sure. So tomorrow, Minnesota plays Ohio t- tonight. Minnesota plays Ohio state. Uh, this episode comes out on Thursday morning, September 2nd the first sort of big nationally televised game that includes a highly ranked team is Ohio state. <laughs> we were talking a little bit of shit about the Minnesota golden Gophers last week. Cause they're not Travis's favorite team. And <laughs> I would say they're my, they're my distant second favorite college sure. football team. Like if someone starts talking shit about the golden Gophers, I'm like, cool. You, we went to the sun bowl once when I was 12, it was the only bowl game. I knew they played in a base indoor baseball stadium, whatever. Uh, but I like to see them do well, and I don't like Ohio State, you guys. So I will be at the Minnesota-Ohio State tailgate tomorrow, and if a ticket happens to fall into my lap, just because it might, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a Minnesota football game. You really never know. So I, I would, I will be there, and I will, I will count every single seat for you, Benny. Uh, but I would love to see Minnesota beat Ohio State tonight because just fuck the Buckeyes. Fucker, Urban Meyer's in Jacksonville now, but fuck Urban Meyer. I can't well, say that. I mean, like, didn't they? They did beat Oregon in the national championship game. I like them when they beat Oregon in the national championship game, but yeah. not when they're playing Minnesota. All right. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> different. Wait, JP, who is your second favorite school slash team? UCLA? UCLA. And UCLA yeah. looked good against Hawaii, or is Hawaii yeah. just really bad? I, no. <laughs> a lot of teams are going to look real good against I Hawaii. I hope it's Hawaii being really bad. We're going to get to that shit. Um, we're going to actually, we're going to talk a lot of football here tonight on the on the pod. Uh, but before we talk about football, let's talk a little football. And by that, I mean soccer. We need to talk about both Oregon State's men's and women's soccer team. Both teams are currently undefeated the women's team shout out to twitter follower of the pod head coach lauren Sinicola. uh we are we are lauren Sinicola's biggest fans we're claiming that shit uh the women's team is four and oh uh after a three zero win uh, against new mexico dominate hashtag beef up hashtag beef up hashtag chop them dominating performance on the road uh goals by amber jackson got her third goal of the of the year and uh, both uh aiden brown and maddie ellsworth scored their first goals of the season to push the team to four and zero on the year 
Uh, no losses, no ties, just perfect. What a great start for Coach Sinicola's tenure as the, the head coach of Oregon State women's soccer. Uh, this episode of Belligerent Beeves is coming to you on Thursday, September 2nd. The OSU women's soccer team is in action again tomorrow night, Friday in Connecticut against Yale at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And then they have uh, another game on Sunday against Central Connecticut State. So hopefully they'll be bringing that undefeated record back to Corvallis and all signs point to them doing that. They've been kicking ass. That is fucking awesome. And also on the men's side, two wins, two, three goal wins, two fucking blowouts. If we're being real season opener three Oh, win against Denver followed by a four Oh win against air force. And you guys may remember uh belligerent beef hall of fame inductee Gloria Amanda, right? Yup. Of course you remember. Definitely. Gloria Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Won the Herman Trophy last year, which we can remind our listeners, the Heisman Trophy for soccer players. On the men's team this year, I hope I, this is a, a young man on the team from France. It's French name. I'm praying I pronounce this right. Sofiane Jaffaw named the Mac Herman Trophy watch list. Yes. And he's been Ooh. balling in both Sofiane Jaffaw. I, that D has oui. to be silent. <laughs> we, 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 uh, but yeah, the, the Oregon state men's soccer team is, uh, two and combined, uh, seven goals for one goal against with, uh, their dynamic midfielder on the Mac Herman trophy watch list. Uh, Tyrone Mondi has been the team's high scorer so far. Also in the midfield, Terry boss's boys, Benny, Terry boss was kind of a Sounders guy. Are you cool with the uh, Oregon state's men's soccer team? Having a head coach who, you know, cut his teeth in MLS and in pro American soccer as a sounder. Like, how, how is this sitting with you? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if they want to continue to lose to the Timbers 2-0 at, uh, at CenturyLink, <laughs> then that's that's all right with me. He, he had nothing to do I would with that. I would just say I don't know if I endorse uh, losers being the head coach of Oregon State sports teams, but that is uh, that's okay. He, he seems to be doing really well with, with uh, the men's soccer team. Is it still called CenturyLink? Uh, no, it's Lumen Field. Oh, that's terrible. It is. It is. Should be called Losers Field because <laughs> well, they, they lost to the Timbers last week. Right, Benny? That's right. <laughs> now, and now I can also look at getting CenturyLink services again. So that's great. Right. Yeah. There you go. And the head coach is t- Terry Boss. He didn't just play for the Sounders, so there's that. He's another Terry. We love Terry's on this podcast. I's and Y's and IE's. And his last name's Boss. So like he's set up to be the boss already. He does have a cool name. It's his destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're gonna have Terry Boss on the the podcast one night and just neither JP or I are going to show up and you're just going to have to grill him about being a keeper for the Sounders for like a short period of time. (laughs) (laughs) And that will be our first Patreon episode because that will be explicit. So explicit. (laughs) And and inappropriate and will end our podcast. Been a good run. Anyway, uh, so yeah, shout out to both the men's and women's Oregon State soccer teams. They are balling. Check that schedule on osubeavers.com. Get to Corvallis. You know, the weather is still going to be great for a while. Get out to Lorenz Field. Check out these teams because they're they're winning games. Yeah, we think the football team is going to win too. But, you know, if you want to, especially for some affordable family fun with plenty of money to spend at local boys before and after the game, <laughs> hit, hit those soccer games. 
Mm. JP, I feel like I feel like you have a family weekend right when you get back where you're taking both the little monsters to uh, pro- probably like a double header and getting a double order of de sauce at local boys afterwards. Ooh. Oh, I mean, that should always be the plan, to be honest. I don't have that actually written in the schedule, but why not? Let's just go do it. Dude, your background looks like a Zoom background. It looks so crazy, like you're camping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually in jail. This is just a Zoom background. (laughs) All right, let's get to the main event of this podcast. We are doing a full-on prediction of the entire Oregon State men's football season, starting with this Saturday in West Lafayette, Oregon State versus Purdue. We're going to go game by game and play and position group by position group, predicting game results and statistical leaders. And I think all three of us are going to predict bowl eligibility. So let's, we'll maybe predict which bowl we end up in. Uh, we age, this is me stalling for you to look up which bowls that the, the Pac-12 will actually be sending teams to. <laughs> so, no, JP's like, oh, I already have us in the Rose Bowl. Like where else would, would, the, would the Beavers be going? I, they're going to be 11 and one and heading to the Rose Bowl beating Ohio State. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be going game by game and predicting Beaver wins losses hopefully not too many losses and also statistical leaders in each category and you know i think all of us will be on somewhat the optimistic side um i did a look today that at the uh, cbs sports total college football rankings of so like not like top 25 but number one through however many fbs teams are now it's like 140 and oregon state is around 53 and they're the higher ranked team in five of the games they're playing this year and the lower ranked team in seven. And I believe that's the three non-conference games and also Washington State and Cal is what I think we can expect us to be favored in getting a favorable gambling line. So Oregon State's going to have to win at least against the spread once and maybe twice, maybe more. Uh, to get bowl eligibility and also win the games they're expected to win. But in our minds, probably across the board, we're probably getting hated on a little bit and no one really looked too much into the two and five record last year or just how good the five and seven record was in 2019. So I'm just going to go, I'll start with, I'll, I'll start with both of you in each game and then I'll, I'll alternate and we'll just say a little bit about it. We won't go too f- deep into it, but just we'll do the result and the score starting with Purdue and we'll go chronologically through the season and then we'll do statistical uh, predictions. Sound good? That works. Sure. All right, let's do it. All right. So game one at Purdue, Purdue is a touchdown favorite JP. Let's get your prediction first. Uh, so I did predict that we were going to lose this game earlier in the prior episodes. I don't remember which one that was, but I've changed my mind. We're going to win this game <laughs> and we're going to win 38, 35, 38, 35. Okay. I like it. Benny, what do you have? Yeah, I have us winning this game. Um, I, I honestly think that the score is going to be pretty close to 38, 35. I'm going to say, uh, how about, uh, 42 to 28 Ooh, Beaver oh. win. 
So a bit more of, I have us winning this game six to three. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think either of these defenses are going to be ready. I think I have us at, did I, I don't even know if I said a score in the last episode. I feel like I said something like 37, 34. Now I'm more, I'm closer to like 40 to 33, but man, and I've mentioned it a lot of times, Oregon State going East power five non-conference opponent it hasn't happened in any of our lifetimes the last time it was remotely close was when we beat temple when they're in the Big East in 2003 so (laughs) this shit has to come to an end at some point i'm predicting it comes to an end and i'm predicting also also if this is an if prediction not a win prediction if we somehow get our asses kicked, which I don't think is going to happen. But say the score is 40 nothing. I'm going to look at Weehage and say, we lost to Penn State 48-14. to Then we beat number one USC the next week in 2008. You know, that's just a very <laughs> Oregon State thing to happen. So I'm predicting we win this game. No, I'm not going 40. I'm going to go 37-34. That's my final. And so we all have a starting the season with, a, with technically a, his, a historic win in West Lafayette. I think the over under set it uh, at at sixty eight. Yeah, and that's pretty goddamn yeah. close. Yeah, I was ready to come on the show today and be like, "If you're a betting man, hammer the over." But then I was like thinking, like, getting to sixty eight, that's a pretty pretty poor defensive performance on both sides. Usually, uh, I would still take the over. I would still take the over for sure. Um, week two <clears throat> at Hawaii, a team we've seen in action. Versus Hawaii. Versus Hawaii. Versus Hawaii. Sorry. Versus home opener at Reeser. Um, you know, channeling uh, historic Lamar Hurd. Uh, party time at Reeser, but really we've had a few now. And Hawaii's on the schedule core bad list. Let's have a luau. If you play five seconds of the 2003 intro song by Lamar Hurd and that other guy whose name escapes me presently. <laughs> but Hawaii did not look good against UCLA. You guys, the running defense was just bad. I kind of think this is going to be just hand the ball to Baylor and Fenwick and let the offensive line do their dirty work. Uh, Benny, we're going to start with you on this one. What is your official prediction for Oregon state versus Hawaii in the home opener at research stadium? Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's certainly um, primed to be a win for Oregon state. Uh, I, I think that the, the score is going to be a blowout. Um, I would say, uh, oh, UCLA beat Hawaii 44 to 10. So I'm going to say Oregon state, uh, since it's at home, they're going to drop a 50 spot on Hawaii. Well, UCLA uh, I, was at home too. <laughs> was you, oh, they did well, play. In, they they in were LA. at the Rose bowl, but there was like 10 people there. So it's not like that's they right, had that's a right. raging student section helping them out. So <laughs> I still think I, uh, I'm still going to say that Oregon State puts a 50 spot on Hawaii. I think sure. Hawaii uh, um, maybe is, uh, does a little bit better against Oregon State's defense than they did against UCLA. So I'm going uh, to say 51 to 21, Oregon State win. Okay. I could definitely see that. Right, so you have us at 2-0. and JP, over to you. I agree that this is going to be just like a running game. And that means there's going to be not a lot of play clock to score a lot. So I went the other way than Benny. I have us still winning the game, but uh, 17-10, a little closer. Oh, okay. That definitely could happen. You know, these games are hard to predict. I also have us winning and going to 2-0. and I'm going to say we had some games back when we were in school 
where we would beat Portland State like 34 to 7, but it would be like 20 to 7 at like with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Not like being super worried about it, but just kind of like, ah, I kind of thought this was going to be bigger. So I'm going to say 31 to 10. Hawaii plays Portland State this week. So I think they bounce back with a win. And um, I'm hoping, you know, that Oregon State isn't feeling themselves too hard after a win against Purdue. I think it's a monumental game, but also with respects to Travis and the Purdue fans we've spoken to, like it's not like we're beating Ohio State or Alabama. So, uh, but I think that there might be a little bit of a hangover and just, you know, Hawaii is going to be, I feel like they'll bounce back from this UCLA embarrassment and play pretty well. So that, but not enough to beat the Beavs. So all three of us right now, two weeks in the season, have us at two and O and looking good into a game against Idaho. So week three, Oregon state, Idaho, JP, what do you got? Yeah. Another close one. Um, I have this one 24 20, but another W for the Beavs. These are some narrow escapes. I don't see us pulling away until later in the season. Okay. All right. Well, a win is a win and sitting at three and oh, you know, the last I did look into last season, we were bowl eligible and I forgot about this. It was 2013. We won the Hawaii bowl. Obviously we started that season six and one. So I feel like most Beaver fans be like, Oh, we're three and oh, this is unfamiliar territory since 2013, but that shit can change real quick. So those are a few three and oh, and none of us have any fingernails left because we've bitten all of them off and, maybe one of the one of the three of us have had a heart attack so <laughs> thank you jp uh benny beeves versus vandals what do you got yeah i agree with jp i think this is going to be a close game i have the beavers uh 31 to 14 against idaho that's a three possession game but i think oregon state pulls away at the end i think okay. that this game is is within one possession until the fourth quarter um, I do think that this has trap game written all over it, especially if the schedule goes as the way, as the way that we think that it's going to, if we beat Purdue and Hawaii, then we match up against Idaho, our second straight home game. This is, I think going to be the first game that students are back, if I'm not mistaken. And next week you have at USC. So this has trap game written all over it. I think the Beavers do pull it out, but I think Idaho makes this much closer than what it should be. Well, I know I'm the resident pessimist here. I don't think this is a trap game at all. I think Oregon State rolls. The first game I ever attended in my life was my freshman year in the fall of 2006. The last time Oregon State got 10 wins in a season, they did have an extra regular season game, but we don't need to talk about that. And they beat the fuck out of Idaho. And I think this team is going to roll. I think Oregon State wins 38-7. So all of us, surprise, surprise, have us sitting at 3-0 and as we enter conference play. And I think that is a reason for a toast and for us all to take a nice sip, drink, break as we talk about this. Cheers to the Beavs being 3-0, and you guys. Yeah. <laughs> One big road win, Woo! too. <laughs> Hey, just just throwing this out there. Do we want to do stats this week or next week? Because if we do it this week, it's going to be a long ass episode. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it'll be edited down, but I don't doing stats after the season starts. Yeah, we're not reporters. It will give us a leg up based on (laughs) based on what we see. Sure. But I guess we did bullshit for kind of a while. 
Um, let's just go through. Yeah, let's go through this. Um, leave leave the stats. The stats might make more sense after we see people actually play. Okay, <laughs> right. We could say that. Like next week, we're gonna talk about stats because we've not seen a practice or a spring game really. We yeah, are all. Too we don't need to, to go to Corvallis. We to don't have. We don't have sources, and we are not insiders. But we we're not Nick Dashing. Um, I wasn't even going out of Nick Dashell. Um, but okay, yeah, that's fine. We'll just do the rest of the schedule. Let me text this girl though. Jesus. Don't put that in the don't don't put that in the episode. You definitely should. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give it a second. Give it a second. Just a second. You're like Michael texting at the Dunder Mifflin conference that he was at. <laughs> we may now sell hammer mill products and we may now move in to predictions for conference play, y'all. All right. We're three and zero heading into conference play. We're going down to the Coliseum in Los Angeles, a place we haven't won in six thousand years against a USC team that is supposed to be pretty good. JP, what is your prediction for this game? So yeah, we last won there in nineteen sixty, essentially sixty thousand years ago. Essentially sixty thousand years ago. We've only had eleven wins all time against USC. We were around for like thirty percent of those. <laughs> <laughs> we did get three wins in Corvallis while we were students because <laughs> I got five football seasons and you guys got like 12 <laughs> combined yeah <laughs> I did <laughs> I have us taking a big L yeah big so big L how big is this L going to be 45-17 Ooh, yeah it really feels like a Beaver week four result in the Coliseum. Benny, you know, oh, yeah. um, so, uh, did you know that the number one song when Oregon State last beat USC in the Coliseum? I love the initiative you're taking on this, though, buddy. This is so good. <laughs> was, was the twist by Chubby Checker. Oh, my God. And I'm going to throw a little twist in here and say the beeves come up with the upset. They beat USC 31-28. So that fucking song is the reason why we haven't won at the Coliseum since that fucking song came out. That's right. You're telling me. All right. right. So do the twist. Benny's doing it. Has the beeves at 4-0. I'm with JP. I have us losing. That's it. Can I just add on to to what I uh, to my prediction? I yes. predicted that uh, catapults Oregon State into being in the top twenty five after the USC week. Okay, whoa, I love I love that. Well, we're starting with you for the next game. So Benny, you have us beating USC in the Coliseum and then coming home yeah. at four and zero to face a Washington Washington team that we haven't beaten in years and is currently ranked 20th in the nation and will likely still be ranked. So you have a pretty compelling top 25 matchup against the Washington Huskies on October 2nd in Corvallis. Could game day be coming to Corvallis if this is the case? I don't know, but suppose it is. Benny, what's going to happen in the first October game, Beavs versus Huskies? Well, uh, as someone that lives, uh, well, I lived in Seattle. I live near Seattle now. Uh, University of Washington fans are low-key uh, terrible. They're, they're almost 
Well, they're not almost as bad as Duck fans, but I will, they're I bad. Will never accept this. Joe maybe is the only University of Washington fan that I've met that I like. Really? And because of that, I'm saying Oregon State pulls us out. Um, so I you're, think you're saying Oregon, Oregon State, State goes 5-0 and because you don't like Washington fans. <laughs> but I like Joe Smaby. I, leave Just in case that you're listening, Joe, I like you. Joe bought a Chopham shirt, and he's Good. a UW grad. Yeah. Every single yeah. time I've been in Seattle at Oregon State Washington games, mm-hmm. I've been received with nothing but generosity and kindness because probably because Joe tells his friends to behave. I'm not always with Joe. Have you? You've met Joe. You didn't sit near that Justin Bieber kid at the I didn't, Oregon no, State yeah, UW so, game. Oh, I forgot right, about that. Remember I, that kid? Yeah, you yeah. guys hate you guys. I wasn't at that game, and you guys hate Washington fans because of that game. When I think maybe you need to look in the mirror at who was really being an asshole. That we got night. kicked out. I'm we aware. Did. I'm all aware. of us. <laughs> I'm well aware. I was not there. I was not there, Bieber fam. I have never. Never been kicked out of a Washington arena or any arena for that matter. Uh, I think we're going to harness the power of Lyle Moivau's incredible block on, on the Grayson DN Gunheim. of Washington. Grayson yes. Gunheim, say his name. He's still feeling it. Got you. Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime that like, like when we were in college, Washington sucked and fans were not exactly happy to see us. I'd be walking through tailgates because I sat in the Oregon State section alone where my buddy Joe and all his friends were over in the student section, whatever. And I had to walk through the Ave and, you know, UW Central in all orange right after beating the Huskies like 34 nothing, And people would like maybe start to talk shit. And I'd just be like, hey, man, fuck the Ducks, right? And they'd all look at me for a second and go, Fuck the Ducks. And then we'd like cheers, hug and everything. I think the Washington-Oregon State alliance is strong and well, and that will not factor into my decision. <laughs> at all. Um, I have gone last every single time, so I'll go second this time. I have us losing this game, but barely 20 to 17, putting cool. us at three and two. JP, it is yep. on. L, 21-16. Okay. Very close. Very close. It'll be it'll be an encouraging one though, and then we travel to the Palouse, the Palouse to play Coog. Another uh, another fan base that I really like, Me Washington too. State. I just I've I've met I met them in Minneapolis recently when game day was here for Minnesota Wisconsin game. I like how much they care. It's just I, I want to hate them because we've lost them in some big moments. We beat them in some big moments too. But they have the most like hilarious pride that I know is genuine. And their logo is dope. And Pullman is like a mini Corvallis. And there's not too many places in the world small enough to qualify as a mini Corvallis. So I really like Pullman for that reason. So uh, JP, we'll start with you for this one. Uh, October 9th, you have the Beavs at a record of 3-2 and two heading into the Palouse. What do you think happens there? We get our first conference win. There you go. We're on the board. 28-17. In our era, too, Martin Stadium was kind to us. So I'm I'm used to watching Oregon State winning winning by some big margins and making some big plays there. I like it. Uh, Benny, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, but in your prediction, the Beavs are 5-0. That's right. They're undefeated. 
they're undefeated. And are they going to stay that way this weekend in Pullman? Well, let me ask you a question. Who the fuck's is Mac, Max Borgie? He's the dude who beat us heart, in heartbreaking fashion and kept us from going bowling in 2019. That's right. But uh, is he the running back of Washington State this year? No, he's not. Max Borgie is not walking through those doors, friends. So we go into the Palouse uh, and we blow the doors off the joint. And uh, I think that we win um, approximately 51 to 14. God. Another 50 piece. Another. 50. That's right. We've already broken the record for a uh, single season. Most point points scored, scored in, a, in a season. I have us winning, I think, maybe a little bit more. I have us at like 30 to 17 in this. So, all right, we're halfway through the season. JP and I have the beeves at four and two. <laughs> Benny already has us at bowl eligibility at six and zero. Oh. Book those and red no box bowl. Close. Book those red box bowl tickets, everyone, because we're for sure going there. We're gonna play the fifth place team in the ACC at the least. All right, and I, I think, and uh, well, I we we've got a tough matchup after that. So then, uh, so that's we October do. 9th. We have a bye week after that, so the beeves can get their rest their beauty sleep after a brilliant six and zero start two weeks later, October 23rd, Utah at home. This has been a tough team for us, man. We've gotten some wins against them, but they've always sort of, when we've been thinking we're above them, they, uh, they get us. And it's sort of like when we think we're uh, having a shitty season, it sort of seems like that's when we get them. So Benny, we're going to start with you. You have the beeves at six and zero. October 23rd against Utah. This is a team that CBS Sports thinks is far better than us. What do you have as this game? I think that this is a battle of two top 15 teams. I I'm predicting Gary fish game comes day on in our Corvallis podcast. for the second time for the second time in seven weeks, Lee Corso's at the MU quad. <laughs> and, and he's putting the stinky Benny, the beave helmet on, uh, <laughs> I predict Gary Fish comes on our podcast uh, before the Battle of the Deschutes. And, for you to formally uh, apologize for misrepresenting his alma mater? No, for him to formally apologize for going to the University of Utah, not Oregon State. And uh, we win. We <laughs> win, but it's close. We win, but it's close. This puts Oregon State on the map nationally. I'm going to say a 28 to 24 win. If Oregon State is seven and zero, I love living in this little reality that I've created. I wish this was a fucking audio or video. <laughs> JP and I are laughing so hard. <laughs> Benny, I love you so much. Okay, so Oregon State seven and zero, and moving up to four in the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> college game day has been in Corvallis twice. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. JP, <laughs> what do you have for this game? <laughs> uh, a little more in line with reality. I have us losing 13 to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. The 13 to 7 so funny. I have us losing this game too. I'm so sorry, Benny. <laughs> I, I have us losing 28-24. Uh I Utah just seems like that team we don't get past. So Benny, I, I'm keen, I'm I'm writing down what everyone's saying right now, and it's just like your path to seven and zero is just so like 
I want to be Sean Bean in the in Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, and say one does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> one does not simply go seven and zero <laughs> this season. But hey, maybe it's just crazy enough to work. I hope you're you're right. I was not expecting JP and I to be lockstep seven seven games into the predictions, but. Hey, dude, I love it. I love the fucking look on your face right now. (laughs) (laughs) When when you're shaking me and going, I can't believe this is happening when we're beating Utah. I'm just going to look at you and said, I've fucking told you so. Okay. If we're telling you, hey, this is show bet right now, a bet on the show. If the Beavs are six and oh, after October 9th on the Palouse, I will fly and come in for the game against Utah at Research Stadium. Full stop. No matter how much it costs. Okay. Okay. You're driving down. I'm, I'll I'll go with you. <laughs> I I'm sure you would, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going? I'm I want to go to a game. I'm I'm psyched about Purdue, but I really want to go to a game in Corvallis. Sure. And me too. I, there's not fucking announcing start times, which I know gets flexed, whatever. But if we're six and zero, like fucking Utah could be six and zero at that point. That could national championship preview in Corvallis, baby. Um, well, I think I know I'm going to stick with Ben going first because this next road game is against a team, probably our easiest road game or on paper, easiest road game against the team. Even when they've been good, we've been good against on the road, October 30th at Cal in Benny's version of the season, the Beavs are seven and zero, rolling into strawberry Canyon. Benny, what happens now? Well, do you remember the quote that Alexis Cerna had on our podcast? What was it that Mike Riley says? We never lose in Strawberry Canyon. That's true. He did say that. He did yep. say that. So I'm going to quote Mike Riley. And that's when they were playing to Sean Jackson. Sean Jackson's not walking through those doors. <laughs> uh, do, you have a, do you have a score for this one that we can just put on record? Yeah, I think that Oregon State... Fif- uh, something casual like 55 to 12. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I think Oregon State wins this. Uh, I'm going to say, um, how about 24 to zero? Now the defense is pitching shutouts. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay. They've got um, some confidence built in them now. All right. I, I also have this as a win. I have it probably as like maybe a fairly ugly one. I have 27-16. I think Cal, Cal's a well-coached team. They're good, but I, I I like our chances down there. JP, what do you think? I'm in agreement. We're going to win. Um, But I think like we're going to have this like kind of mid-season offensive slump. So we're only going to win 14-10 after only mm. dropping seven the week before. Right. So, so yeah, what was your score against Utah? 13-7-L. 13-7-L, and then we win 14-10. That's, that's some Oregon State shit. I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> um, and then the following weekend, we travel to Colorado, a place where we we have another place we've gotten some wins, at least one win. Uh, yeah. I, I think that field belongs to Jack Coletto. The uh, a rich man's uh, Taysom Hill, if uh, if 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 you get my drift. So we're we're going to Boulder, uh, great college town. Ever that this is a great road game to go to. If if we're eight and zero, Benny, I'm for sure going to Boulder. <laughs> you go to every game. <laughs> yeah, if we uh, keep winning, we're gonna keep losing. My- <laughs> we're just gonna have just to gonna keep be so going broke. To get- 
It'll be the worst investing that ever happened to us. Uh, Benny, what what happens in Boulder? I'd like, let's what's the next chapter in this fairy tale? Yeah, uh, well, I have to agree with you that I think Boulder is a, a wonderful college town. Um, and that's a really good comparison that Jack Coletto, uh, that you made to Jack Coletto to being, uh, I forget what the name of that guy <laughs> in the States, but one two point game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think this game's really close. Uh, Boulder is at you know high altitude, and um, and it's it's not traditionally been a kind place to us for the last ten years since Colorado's been part of the Pac-12. <laughs> so I don't know if that's you can consider that traditional or not. I think we've played yeah well there, but um, but I I think Oregon State pulls us out. I think Oregon State wins this game. <laughs> I think Oregon State wins this game 17 to 14. Very conservative guess that Oregon State pulls out a 9-0 record. Um, this is why you listen to this podcast, Beaver Fam, because without attending a single fall practice or having a single insider or anything, Ben Weahage has diagrammed and dissected all the keys <laughs> to Oregon State's 9-0 start. Uh, what? Where are we in the rankings now? Are we? Are we four? Are we three? Where, are are we flirting? No. With, are we flirting? With, are we? Are we on College Game Day holding up the "We Want Bama" sign? No. The well, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> we don't stoop to that level, Terry. And I <laughs> think absolutely that, stooped to that level. I think that the the national the national pundits aren't giving us the respect that we deserve at this point. I think we're number six in the country uh, on the outside looking in. Okay, to be honest, we're furious. Well, I we are all so mad. We're ben. so mad for us being eight and zero at this point. Nine and zero. You have us <laughs> at nine and zero. Nine and zero. All right. Well, there's a, there's a few games left to uh, to win over their trust. Uh, JP, what what do you have <laughs> happening to us in Boulder? This is we're going bowling after Boulder. So a W thirty one seventeen. All right. This officially uh, lists me as the resident pessimist because I have us losing twenty eight twenty seven very closely for to put us at a record at five and four. Um, I, I'm going to have Benny go last for the next game, but it's at home against Stanford. We've been bad against Stanford, but not so bad. We've been bad against really Stanford, bad there. Also unlucky against Stanford. So many of these games have been close. I'm so sick of this shit. Cause when Stanford was good and we were in college, we played them. Well, Toby Gerhardt came up to college, came up to Corvallis got shut down. I think quiz doubled his rushing yardage total. I'm just so sick of their boring ass game. I'm sick of David Shaw, JP. What do you have happening for the beeves against Stanford at home on November 13th? It's bad news. Bad news. Beeves. Um, this is the bowl bowl eligibility hangover. We get mm. just demolished 45, six. Jeez. That's really dark. Yeah, that's Woo. really dark. As I yeah. said, Benny's going to go last with this one. I don't think Stanford's going to be shit this year. And I think we win this game 30 to 17. 
obviously a bunch of shit can happen between now and then in one case, Oregon state is the best college football team that's ever played. Uh, not in my prediction though, but I do have us win this game. And that brings me equal with JP 10 games in the season, six and four. So they clinch bowl eligibility here. I bet the student section tries to rush the field because they've seen all the footage of us rushing the field back when bowl eligibility got achieved, you know, week six, week seven, uh, kids go nuts, you know, rush the field whenever the fuck you want. I'm not one of those, you know, millennials and old heads. That's just like, Oh, in my day, we rushed the field when we beat the number one team and nothing else. Rush the fucking field. It's fun as shit. Lose your dorm key, pay the $50 fine. It's totally worth it. Just have fun with it. Uh, rushing the field's awesome. All right, Benny, tell us how we go 10 and 0. Um, yeah, so this uh, is a noteworthy game in my book because this is the game that the three of us collectively have a cutout beaver and a tree, and the cutout beaver chops down the tree. Kind of like the defense sign that uh, that some fans will bring to the game. It will be a beaver chopping down a tree, and we get the entire stadium to chant chop them, and this is where the <laughs> chop them chant comes into play. We win this game. Uh, uh, again, a comfortable win, 28 uh, to 17 here. Is ESPN College Game Day also in attendance at this game in Corvallis for the third time? Lee, Lee Corso doesn't have to take Viagra to get a boner watching the Beavers play at this point oh, of the season. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. We're getting yeah. there. The Beavers are impressive. They are the bell of the ball right now. So does this game, we age in your version of the 2021 season, the Beavers are 10 and 0. We just beat Stanford. The whole yep. stadium chanted chop them. Beavers chop yep. trees. Beavers yeah. chop trees. Yeah. Beavers chop trees. Where where are we in the college football playoff rankings? Uh, I think at this point, um, we were number six last week. Uh, I think by this point, I think by this point, you're you're going to have some of those top five. A lot of those top five teams are going to be playing each other in the SEC you're going to have someone get, get knocked out. At a that lot point. of so those we, top five teams. There's five yeah. top five teams. How many? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The majority, uh, 80% of those top five teams are in the This SEC. is going to be a weekly segment <laughs> of just Beaver football fanfic. And the, and the, and the team and the team that's not in the SEC, that's in the top five, the SEC is going to be actively trying to steal to get into the SEC. Right. There'll be a four um, loss SEC team that the SEC thinks is better than the 10 and no Oregon state team, which so when do the right. beeves join the SEC? When do the, yeah. Are, yeah. Are we, yeah. Are we yeah. To join the SEC after this bit, bit of dominance? <laughs> oh my god I love uh yes we're getting calls from from all sec schools at this point right uh we're moving up to number five we're a top five program at this point all right we're a top, after we're in, this game i should say uh, so we're number five so we're on the outside looking in for the top four right now that's but right. we're we're getting there and we have that's a chance it. against a team that's supposed to be pretty good uh has had a lot of turmoil this offseason there's recruiting yeah. violations there's a lot of coaches resigning but it is a team that has gotten a lot better a lot quicker than anyone thought they would uh i don't know that you can really say herm edwards has done a great job at arizona state but they've certainly put good football teams on the field it's so it's this is the game that's impossible to predict because it's arizona state and right you don't know they 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 could be ineligible by november 20th i'll go first with this one i'm going to be pessimistic here and i'm going to say this is a loss I don't want it to be a loss, but I just think it kind of adds up to one. I have the Beavers, you know, winning 
a sort of big game against an opponent they've had trouble with the week before. It just kind of feels like this is where we would fall back down to earth and, you know, there might be some unsavory chance against a program that is still up in the air about eligibility and potential recruitment violations. But I have us losing this game 24 to 20, putting us at six and five JP. Let's go to you. This is our bounce back game. This is where we're getting momentum heading into the, the battle with Oregon 34, 31 W nice. I like it. Nice. The people are the people are waiting, Benny. Yeah. Benny's gonna be by far and away the favorite co-host of this podcast after this episode. <laughs> it's like JP and Terry are assholes. Benny tells us what we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the reality you want. At Reister on November 20th, they're 10 and 0 game days in Corvallis for the fourth time. We're all in attendance again. We've moved back to Corvallis. We're living in the hyphy house. <laughs> what happens on November 20th against the fighting Herm Edwards? We hedge. Yeah, well, just like Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game, which is what great, Oregon great State reference. does. Great reference. Which is what Oregon State does. They win the game, going away. Uh, Beeves, 21. Herm Edwards and the rest of Arizona State, uh, 13, because they missed an extra point. So, so specific. <laughs> and that game's in Corvallis. Exactly. I said it's in Corvallis. <laughs> You didn't even factor the game. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happens, what the peacock would be like? <laughs> the peacock would be, I thought you were saying, can you imagine what Reister would be like? What the hell? <laughs> Think about the peacock. Squiggy would be going. Actually, Squiggy probably wouldn't even know what happened. I don't this think he likes sports. <laughs> this is the most fun we've ever had recording this show. Oh my God. I love it so much. All right. We're going to, where are you doing? So, what you're essentially saying now, we hit the Beavers are going into the game against Oregon. Um, so, you're going to have to predict the Pac 12 championship game in addition to their bowl, bowl games. <laughs> I think plural. I know where you're going with <laughs> plural um, <laughs> JP. We have two games left to predict the game against Oregon and then the bowl. Uh, so we are all at, so just to recap <laughs> beaver fam, Ben, we, after 11 games heading into the November 27th date with the ducks at Otson, Benjamin, we has your beavers sitting at 11 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> nary a blip on the radar <laughs> jp has a team at seven and four i the resident pessimist unfortunately i don't want to be but i that's where i am have us at six and five um so i'll start first actually then we'll go jp and then ben i have us winning at oxen you guys i have us winning 37 33 in double overtime i have us going so how would this work 24-24 overtime. Both teams score a touchdown in the first overtime. Then, no, shit. I don't know math. Uh, anyway, we're going to block Oregon's extra point. No, so Oregon is going to Oregon's going to score a touchdown. We're going to block the extra point and return it for the two, the 39-37 in double overtime. So we're going to block the extra point, return it for two, and it'll be 37-33, and then we'll have to win or lose when we get the ball back in the double overtime. And uh, then Quint, uh, Tegan Quatoriano is going to score a touchdown, and we're going to win 39-37. Beavs go 7-5. and five. Red box bowl, here we come, baby. <laughs> JP, battle at Otten. What's happening? Beavs win 69-42. to 42. Love it. Mm. 
Nice. Love it. Yes. Be- Benny, if this is the one loss you put on your shit, yeah. <laughs> this is where the wheels fall off for us, guys. Like, no. oh man, just I've got a lot of respect for Oregon. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be pandemonium at Autzen. Duck fans are going to be so sad. Uh, I think this is a close game, though. I think Oregon State wins. I think they win 69 to 68, and we went on a last. <laughs> Last second field goal. I like that that <laughs> reference. We published this shit. <laughs> but here's here's so I think at this game. So th- imagine this: if Oregon State's eleven and zero, and they're at this point, um, th- they're pretty much a. In your mind, what's Oregon's record going into this game? Probably zero and eleven, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Oregon at this point, uh, if if they're not ten and one, they're nine and two. They're they're they do have a solid squad this year. And, um, and so that's why I think it's going to be close, but I think that if we're 11 and 0, you're going to have the likes of Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada and Ken Simonton and Steven Jackson and all of the other greats that I am blanking on right now, Richard Siegler will be there for sure. And DeLorence Grant, uh, and we're all going to rush the field. And there is going to be a time where Terry and me and JP are crying <laughs> tears of joy. And we turn around and Chad Johnson's there and he's going to say, child, please. And then that launches us into the PAC 12 championship game. Right. Cause Oregon kissed the baby. Kiss, <laughs> All right. They kiss the baby. All right. Well, JP and I have bowl games to predict, but before any of those bowl games would happen would be the Pac-12 championship game. You have Oregon State at 12-0. and 0, Yep. Running through the schedule that you can find on osubeavers.com with all the info. Who is Oregon State playing in the Pac-12 championship game on December 3rd in Las Vegas, Nevada? Yeah. Um, I think we're playing USC again. So it's a rematch from early in the year. All right. Um, I, if this, if this is coming to reality, the three of us are in attendance, obviously with obviously with everyone we know. So (laughs) the undefeated beeves are in theory playing. Mm -hmm. So the, you haven't playing USC who took a loss (laughs) to the beeves in week four. Sorry, 11 and one. Are they I think two? that um, USC. No, I don't think they're 11 and one because they'll they'll stumble along the way um, against another team as well. I think um, either Utah, maybe Arizona State. Um, but I think Oregon State, if there's one thing that I, that I know to be true, it's Oregon State travels well in big games. Look at the Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. <laughs> one big game. <laughs> Hundred percent accuracy. Oregon State travels well. Oh, in it a is a hundred percent. And I mean, uh, Sun Devil Stadium was really, really orange when we played Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. So I think that it happens again. Oregon State floods the streets of Vegas that weekend. Um, Oregon State comes out victorious. I don't think that this game's close, though. I think that this is a forty-two to fourteen win for Oregon State. By this point, Oregon State's rolling on on all cylinders. We've scored a thousand points on your prediction. <laughs> Alexis Cerna is is now number five on the all-time scoring list. He's no longer number one. Okay, so, all right. So, <laughs> Ben now has the Beavs at thirteen and zero, winning the Pac-12 championship. All right. Um, I have us winning the red box bowl against Virginia tech, uh, <laughs> eight and five is my final JP. What bowl do you have us winning and against who? 
Holiday Bowl over Virginia. Holiday Bowl over Virginia, <laughs> final of nine and four. Um, all right. So is it Betty? You're the the one <laughs> with any game. This segment has turned out so much better than I thought it ever possibly could. <laughs> this is the best segment in the history of belligerent beeves. All right, Betty. The beeves are thirteen and zero. Right. They won the Pac-12 championship. They beat Oregon 69-68 somehow. <laughs> they just destroyed USC again in Las Vegas. There were a lot of safeties in that game. There's literally nothing else that could have happened. So is this enough to get Oregon State into the college football playoff? It is because you're going to have the SEC championship game, right? Of course. Of I, course. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there's going to have to be another team that loses. And, um, and I don't think that you can leave an undefeated team from a Power 5 conference out of the final four you can't especially do one that one with the level of dominance and high octane offense <laughs> what are we averaging in terms of points we're averaging like, like 74 points a game based on this shit okay i love this this is the hard-hitting analysis you come to the belligerent beefs for gang all right so uh, who are we playing in the first round of the college football playoff uh, Georgia. We're playing Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yeah. JT Daniels, former USC quarterback, <laughs> one of the right. best quarterbacks in the country, SEC royalty, always good. A team that's been sniffing the precipice of a national championship, but not quite getting there. Not so quite Oregon there. State versus Georgia in the first round of the college football playoff. Benny, we're on edge here. What happens? Yeah. Well, uh, I would say this is a close game, but I had a Georgia fan talking mad shit on Twitter to me the other day. So I'm going to say we win this game 42. I feel like we've scored 42 points in a lot of games, 42 to 14. <laughs> that was the exact same scoreline of the USC game that you just predicted. <laughs> um, wait, how was it? Why was a Georgia fan talking shit to you on Twitter? Because I was suggesting to, he had made a remark and I was suggesting to him that maybe it was the good idea that uh, they don't fill the entire stadium in Athens, Georgia due to COVID protocol. And sure. uh, he, dis- he, he unkindly disagreed with me. Okay. Yeah. So the only logical thing that happens is 16 weeks later, your favorite team beats his favorite team by 28 points in the yeah. second biggest college football game. Okay. All right. So we beat Georgia 42 to 14 in the college football semifinal. We're sitting at 14 and oh, are we playing Bama? Are we putting, we are playing Bama. Bama? We are playing Bama. We're, we're playing, playing Bama. Bama in the national. We're going to Indiana for the we're second in the shadow of Hinkle slash Tinkle Fieldhouse. We're right back to where this season started, Benny. We're playing in Indiana, uh, where Oregon State men's basketball made it to the Elite Eight, where Oregon State football had beat Purdue. We're probably there in the house as the only. We probably have VIP seats as the only podcast that predicted this shit and we're playing alabama and coach saban that's right what what happens um i will fly out to uh o'hare on friday morning i'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning you'll pick me up uh we will drive by uh we'll drive through west lafayette we'll blow a chef's kiss to purdue stadium we'll go to hinkle field house slap it on the side for some good luck 
We'll go into Lucas Oil Stadium. We should also go to the gym from the movie Hoosiers just to play it safe. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll do the trifecta, uh, and then and then we are going to see the biggest upset in college football bowl <laughs> history. We've won see- fourteen straight games by a score of forty-two to fourteen. How could this be an upset? <laughs> The biggest problem is going to be the logistics. I don't think that they have orange and black confetti even made because no one's expecting this, but there's going to be orange and black confetti raining down on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, we will be in tears for what, the fourth time this season, but we will be in I'll tears. I'll be in tears for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, yeah. I'm not going to do yeah. anything productive again if Oregon State wins the national championship. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to crawl into my bed after that and never get out because it won't be getting any better than that. But it it's going to be, uh, uh, it will be a fun season. One to remember. One, yeah, to put it lightly. All right, <laughs> there you have it. Beaver fam, here is the <clears throat> final summary of the Babay's season prediction. I, Terry, <laughs> have the Beavs going a total of eight and five at beating Virginia Tech in the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> JP <laughs> has Beavs going a total of nine and four at beating Virginia in the Holiday Bowl. Benny <laughs> has the Beavs. <laughs> Going 15 and 0 and beating the Alabama Crimson Tide in the national championship. One of those things is gonna one of those three things is gonna happen, right? It has to. It has to. Well, you can't spell chop them without hope, and it says chop them on our goddamn shirts right now. So Benny, I, I love you, man. That's that's all that's my only reaction to your season prediction. I fucking love you. You did hear it here first. You did that hear it. You're going to win the national championship. Oh my God. I love Hey, let me ask you this much. though. A serious question. Who thought we were going to make it to the elite eight? No one. Not no one. Team. You did. You, you maybe did. <laughs> you did not. There's no way you In did. My head. Shut I just didn't head. tell you guys, <laughs> which is why we didn't make it to the final four. Because so you I'm didn't telling say you guys. So now you're telling. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That it's makes on sense. paper now. That's very good. I appreciate that, Benny. Uh, and and the Beaver fam appreciates that too, so that we don't come up short again. As fun as the Elite Eight was, it looks like we have an even more fun football season here. I, I've I've got friends who teach at Alabama, and I look forward to talking shit to them after beating them in a national championship. So yeah, yeah, I do what I can. You sure do, and you do it great. And I can't fucking wait to see you on Friday. I'm gonna freak out, and then. We're going to have the most fun drive from Chicago to West Lafayette. And then on Sunday morning, that drive is probably going to suck. But hey, we'll be we'll be in person cheering on the beefs. At, away games are fun, too. I miss away games, you guys. Just going to away games, new towns, new cities, finding places. Uh, shout out to uh, Lafayette Brewing Company and everywhere else we're going to go. And to Travis Miller, who joined us last week. And the Purdue fans who better show us a good fucking time. We don't come to away games to start fights. We come to away games to have fun. So you got you got your work cut out for you. We will be judging hard if you're boring. So for all of us at the Belligerent Beefs podcast, uh, especially your undefeated national championship, Oregon State football beavers, I am Terry Horstman. 
And I, <laughs> this has been the most fun season long <laughs> prediction ever. Joining me as always, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage, and JP Bertram. Happy seventh anniversary again, JP. Thank you so much for joining us on trip. Benny, I can't wait to see you. And yeah, you guys, I love y'all. This will be the last episode before we have a result. Before we have football games. So yeah. we'll be we'll we we're figuring out the future and next week, but we're gonna try try and come to you guys on Tuesdays during the football season rather than Thursdays. Uh, but we'll see how that goes with this first weekend. And we'll just we'll have an episode ready as soon as we can. Uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. You can't spell chop them without hope. And we'll see you in West Lafayette. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them.